Hey guys, before we get started, we wanted to give a shout out to an organization that a couple great people we know have started. It's called Move for Hope, and it's a charity organization that teams up with the best fitness, dance, spin, and yoga instructors in KL, with several also in the US and the UK. By providing just a small donation of 30 ringgit, which is roughly 8 US dollars, you can join any live class held by one of the instructors via Zoom. All of the proceeds will go directly to providing ch refugee children at Hope Learning Center facilities to attend online learning during the COVID lockdown. No matter what time zone you're in, there should be a class for you to join to stay active while also helping out kids in need. So go check them out. There are links in the description and they are also tagged on our Insta post for this episode. Hi guys and welcome back to the part two of our first episode of your not so local community and we're going to be continuing talking about living in expat life for a little bit and see what we can come up from here and see what interesting things we can say. One person you haven't met yet is the most legendary Adam Koo and if you'd like to introduce himself here we go. Hey guys I'm Adam I'm the one with the nice voice the one that might put you to sleep and in your dreams. Um, I was born and raised in Malaysia, was living there until I was 18 and came to the US to study. I'm an econ major at Santa Clara in the Bay Area. And after graduating this June, I'm going to be heading over to the UK and living closer to a bunch of these fucks. Uh, I guess a fun fact, that's what they told me to give you guys. A fun fact is it's 9 a.m. right now. I oh, just woke no, up. please, please don't. Please don't. I just woke I go up ahead. and all these guys... It's kind of hard for us to find a time that all works because we're in four different time zones between the five of us. So I'm the guy that has to wake up earliest and I had a night of drinking last night. So I guess throughout this podcast, I'm guessing I might shit three or four times. So if I'm not here the full time, don't don't take it to heart. Thank you, Adam. That was that was quite that was absolutely grim. Oh I'll send you, I'll keep you guys updated. You will be Oh God. Did okay. we cover that? Are we allowed to be explicit on this? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it All right. adds spice to it, you know? Yeah. All right. So should we get started with what we were let's, talking about last time? Let's get to the shits, boys. Let's get to the shits. Okay, so we kind of left off if from where we thought we were going to be living in the next 10 to 15, five years time and why we might be living in these countries. And I'm actually going to do a little curveball and throw that kitchen for first and see what he has to say just to recap what we were thinking about. All right, so where, where will I be living in the next five to 10 years? Yeah, of course. Tell me. All right. Um, well, I'm back in Scotland finally, but I, I don't think I'd be here for the next five years. I probably moved down south to England. I could see myself living in London along with um, a couple of the boys in this. Uh, oh, you're you coming one of the mandems, is it, Kishan? Coming one of the mandems in it, yeah. One of those roadmen. Okay, that's a good yeah. one. I'm but sorry, Kishan, Kishan, but if you're a roadman in 10 years, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. <laughs> no, I'll be the most cultured roadman you've ever met. But Kishan, why? Why do you think you're going to be in England? Why um, England? Okay, yeah, no, to get more serious, no. Like, I just, it's, it's just the culture in England that I've really liked and really have grown to appreciate. Um, I know I'm in Scotland, but it's really quite similar. And um, it's just so nice that you can just drive off to the countryside for a weekend. The weather's 
Well, I think it's brilliant, to be honest. Like, let's, I just... let's be honest, it's shit. You just live in a hot country and that's why you think it's nice. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> and um, yeah, no, I just, I just think it's a brilliant working culture as well. It's not too stressed. People know how to have a good time. So, But I have a, a follow-up question for you. Based on having lived in Malaysia for 18 years, 19 years, do you think there's things that you're taking from Malaysia that you would like to have also part of your culture that if you're living in England? Definitely. Um, so like, I think the biggest thing I found growing up in Malaysia is like how close my family was. And we would constantly be having like family functions, dinners, birthdays, everyone would just get together. And um, that's something I definitely would miss in the UK. And I'd probably try to get something similar going with, I don't know, my mates that are on that I've kind of made into my family because they're such lovely people. That's very cute. <laughs> very, very cute. I like that. <laughs> and I, I like that you like Scotland because that's that's kind of my home as well. Mate, I fucking love it. Yeah? You got some iron brew on your side? Is that what you're drinking? <laughs> A can of vitamin T in it. Uh, let's hear your Scottish accent. Don't worry about that one. Come on, give us a go. Give it. Give us the, oh, the viewers. Uh, I can't. I can't remember. I haven't been around long enough. Give me. Give me another few episodes. I'll. I'll have it on. Okay, have it on. we'll be waiting for that then. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, Zeke. What do you think, though? You're similar. Similar status, but you've got a few more countries onto your little record, like Cuba, America. Where do you yeah. think you're living? Yeah, man. Honestly. Like, I've been thinking about it. I really have no idea. Like, um, before I moved to Cuba, if you told me that I was going to move to Cuba, I would have been like, screw you, you know, that's not going to happen. Like, I, I've, I've, I'm kind of settled to, you know, just to see what happens. It would be nice to stay, like, I'm planning to return to the UK to, uh, for, for my master's. And it would be nice to settle down in the UK. But at the same time, you know, I'd be open to settling down um, in the US, for example, because I've got family there as well. And I did used to live there. So I'd definitely be open to that. Or even back in Malaysia, even that I wouldn't rule out. So, you know, for me, I'm just keeping my options open. Seeing where life takes you. Yeah, exactly, man. I don't want to, I don't want to plan it out too early, you know, like exactly. it's a long time from now. Yeah, I because love that. Yeah, like I might, you know, I might meet someone, you know, maybe then we'd want to plan a life together. Who knows? I love that, man. I love that. No, but like, yeah, I feel like us all being international, we can't really like say, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to be in this country. Mm -hmm. Like just life, just live it day by day, you know, see where it takes you. Yeah, man. Game by game, you know. Game by game. (laughs) But but yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny because for us, it's very difficult for us to tie down you know or to tie ourselves down to a specific location you know because I find it interesting that Kishan for example you said that you might move to London to be closer to to the boys so I mean for example if if the boys all move to like Australia for example would you be more inclined to move to Australia yourself just yeah I mean, after the boys hear that Kashan's planning has moved to London, the boys are going to be moving to Australia. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is this is the banter we were missing out on the first episode. Thank you, Adam. You're welcome. <laughs> no, but um, see, I don't know. I don't think so. I think to me, it was just I've always seen myself like kind of working in London for a time, and it's just 
kind of convenient and I find it really nice that like a lot of my friends are planning on working and living around there as well but I don't think I'd move to Australia to be closer to the boys to be honest <laughs> and kind of out like of the I just feel like I need to have a connection with a place more like and like just the culture there and the vibes that it gives off what about us being your family bro you just said it <laughs> No, you guys are my family, but mate, Australia is a different breed. No, I can't. I can't be living there. Kishan, the thing I'm worried about most is that, you know how like if you go to London, see, seeing as you're the the guy, you know, you might become a a roadman. Like, would we lose you as a friend? <laughs> no, definitely not, man. I wouldn't. I wouldn't become a roadman. Just don't I'm forget always, when you when you. I'm too kind at heart. When I when I become the top boy in the streets, eh? <laughs> nah, man. Don't worry nah, about no, that. I don't want to hear about your roadman talk anymore. I want to hear about Adam because uh, he's not studying in the UK, so it's kind of, might be different. I'm not studying in the UK, but I'm going to London after this. I I can even give you guys my whole like interview speech. I'm prepared to answer this question, and it kind of comes down to, oh, as much as I enjoyed my time here at Santa Clara, I'm ready for the next thing. You know, I've moved around a lot, um, and I'm ex- ready for a new challenge that London would hold. I also think. In this stage of my life, I want to be in a city that's very accessible, that I can walk around and and walk to work, not worry about having a car, have good public transportation, um, get shit-faced and not have to drive home or pay for an Uber. <laughs> uh, stuff like that. And I think also just being in Europe means it's close to everything else as well. Definitely when I was studying in Milan, it was fun that everything, like you could pay for I think I had a 30 pound flight to Brussels for something. And that is fun. Like 30 pounds, honestly, here doesn't even get me to the airport. Yeah. So, I know. <laughs> yeah, Great. I'm definitely excited about that. The day, like for 15 pounds to Spain, there and back with Ryanair. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Ryanair is tight. Yeah. Tight. You'll, just be, you'll just be standing yeah, on the you're plane stuck without in like a seat sardines, dude. <laughs> Exactly. And... I mean, this is what I'm telling my interview people. The real answer is Arsenal. I, yes, I man. And I want to be closer and have, I want to face the source of my daily pain. I was about to say, dude, this is, you're going to have great exposure <laughs> therapy once you get there. <laughs> it's a great technique. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man, I love that. This is north of London, uh, north London, actually. By Finsbury Park. That's that's where I've narrowed down my rental search to. Oh, man. Beautiful, my, my beautiful area, mate. North London. Not nice, man. Some of the are parts you, are really scary. It's great. Uh, there's, there's nice uh, housing complexes. Actually, it's got a lot of history to it. It was built in an old stadium. It's called, is it, um, is it called Ivory Apartments. Yes, fam. <laughs> yeah. uh, Eri, what about Yeah, I want to kind of hear what Eri I want to hear about you, man, because... Yeah. You haven't said much so far. You're yeah. studying in... I remember you were saying last episode that you want to be in Turkey eventually. So is that something you'd look to do after you graduate? or? Uh, no, not after I graduate. Um, I think within the next few years, I'll probably be in the US. But one thing that I've been considering is if you were to tell me in, let's see, January of last year that by April I would be at home with my family doing everything online I would have laughed it off you know so yeah it's I don't know if I can really make an assessment for the next five years given everything that's been going on you know anything everything can happen anything can change but let's say 
in the ideal or what I see to be coming up in my future. I'll probably be in the U.S. I had a job interview yesterday. went very well. Um, yeah, well you. done. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. So hopefully I'll be working on either cancer research or infectious disease or neuroscience. Um, but yeah, I'll probably be in the U.S., but, you know, being an EU citizen makes it easier as well because I can just hop over to Europe. And a lot of these companies that I'm speaking to are all mainly based in Europe anyway. So ideally, I get in if I get tired of the US or if I want to go back, which is still my goal, regardless of how unpredictable life is. Um, I'll probably take it. Probably take it. Maybe I'll end up in Switzerland in five years, Germany. Who knows? You know, anything. Yeah, exactly. You can never know. You can never be too sure. Well, that's interesting. I think we've all got kind of an unsure future because we've kind of seen the options around the world that can arise by seeing these new places. And based on that note, I think for myself, you know, I, I went for an architecture trip to Portugal a couple of years ago, and that was amazing. I loved Portugal. I loved everything about it. The cost of living was very cheap. Food was very cheap. And you were also in Europe at the same time, close to a lot of things. So that kind of gave me a little uh excitement that maybe i could possibly live there in the future but seeing talking realistically i'll probably be in the uk for the next five years uh finish my university degree in the next two three years and then try and work here for a few years and then see where i can go from there and then try and learn some new things about different places but yeah portugal's on the list uk's on the list and i don't even know i'm like ri as well so if i find a job somewhere else give me good opportunities i'll do that as well yeah but since we are on this topic of maybe going into these places that we are not familiar with or we are familiar with, Kishan actually raised a good question. It was, do we actually get homesick for any of these places? Do we, do we long for them? Like we did mention a little bit in the previous episode, but for me, for example, every time I'm in Cardiff, I want to be next to my parents. And every time I'm with my Scot in Scotland with my parents, I want to be in Cardiff with my friends. So... Yeah, it's a bit of a, a sticky one still. So I, I need to, it's, it's that thing that we mentioned earlier is about that thing that we can't have what we can't, you know, like we, we don't yeah. get what we, you know, it's like I, the, grass, I phrase it. the grass is greener on the other side, you know, exactly. um, that the age old, age old idiom. But no, I mean, I agree. I agree with you in terms of, you know, like getting homesick. I've never, I don't think I've ever really felt homesick for a particular place or location it's always been about who's you know who's who's there like when I first moved to the UK my parents were still in Cuba for example and so I wasn't feeling homesick for Malaysia I was feeling homesick for Cuba because that's where my parents and most of my family were so yeah so it's a bit strange you know because I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but do you have the same feeling where, you know, again, you don't really have this particular attachment to a certain place? Is it more, you know, towards the people there? Yeah, like I think like we were talking about last last week's episode, how it's really the people around you that make it feel like home, not so much the location. Um, well, I think that's what it feels like from an international student's perspective. But yeah. um. For those counting, that was just my second shit in the last 30 minutes. All right, lovely, lovely. Thanks for that. Um, 
But yeah, so I was just going to go on to say it's interesting because I feel like I'm constantly feeling homesick. And like, that's one of the things that really annoys me and gets to me about being an international student. Like whenever I, I just feel like there's always something missing, whether it's like friends, family, um, liberty, just, yeah, I just never feel like I have quite, I, I never feel like I quite have the whole setup going for me. So Sean, this, this is your way of telling me you miss me. We could talk more often. We could play some video games. Mate, right? just, yeah. Yeah. Adam, Adam and, we might need to put Adam and Kashan into a breakout room um, eventually <laughs> after this. I don't know. Man, what? It's been like almost a month and a half. I haven't seen you, man. Yeah, honestly, I think Kashan just likes to be bullied and he's not been getting that enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, sure about you know, that one. His, his Eddie friends don't realize that this is the you way know, to explain <laughs> dumb stuff more and more often to them and they're just like letting it slide, not picking them out. And I think that's I'm what just he like, needs. Why aren't they calling me out on it? What? Why? You know, I, think, I said I think, something dumb. Probably because you act like that, Kishan. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, yeah, Kishan, I think you brought up some good points about homesickness in general. But someone's opinion I'm curious about about this is Hazik's. Um, just because you've been to, I'd say, a couple more interesting places. With, I mean, like I think of Cuba instantly. Um, and that is just very very far away from home um so if you want to talk about you know we've we've covered the bright side about you know living abroad and seeing all these new people and cultures and you know being blessed to meet each other in one of these places but what about the negatives what about you know feeling alienated feeling ostracized if you have such a thing like that um if you ever went through that and this is open to all of you as well we can go through this one by one yeah i mean i to be honest you're completely right like cuba in itself as a country is just so different from, you know, nearly every other place on earth. When I first moved there, I especially found it really difficult to transition from my life back in KL with all of you guys, where I'd been really settled and everything, where I already had, where, where, you know, I felt really, really comfortable. And then I was uprooted straight away into, you know, this communist island paradise where my whole grade was the size of, our PE class, you know, it was literally like 20 people. Um, so it was a really, really big culture shock. And to be honest, my first, my whole first year when I moved to Cuba, I just found it so difficult to settle in. And I always found that, you know, as I grew older, when I would, you know, when we would continue to move to different countries, I always found it really more, much, more and more difficult to, you know, to, to settle in, to get used to you know, a new way of life. I don't know if that's because when we were younger, you know, these things just kind of come almost naturally to you. Like you don't tend to overthink these things, but um, perhaps you guys had similarities, Pejman, when you moved to Brazil. How was it when you first moved? Did you settle in? Well, well, the thing with Brazil was like, you hear the name Brazil and you're like, wow, yeah, let's go to Brazil. Let's go, it's gonna be amazing. And, but then go there and it is, it is what you, there's a beach, there's everything you want. But the thing with Brazil is that if you're there for more than three weeks, it's, it's a, it's a holiday destination, especially when I was in Rio de Janeiro, it was a little bit of a holiday destination. And one aspect of going into a country that you don't know, and you're not from is just that, yes, the locals, the locals are extremely kind and they try to help you and stuff. But that, there's that, there's that little bit of uncertainty of, I don't know this place. I don't know what I'm doing there. Do, are the people going to accept me? Are they going to know that I'm different? 
and you just want to fit in and you want to live your life for the amount of years that, that you're there. And so just a little bit of uncertainty of not knowing and trying to learn the language of, are people going to make a fool of you by trying to speak the language? Cause you've heard of that in France when you try to speak French and French in France, people make fun of you. So, but Brazil was quite nice. People were quite nice, but there's also that aspect of if you're not Brazilian, you're not actually Brazilian. But at the same time, if you speak their language, you're kind of there as well. So there's just a, hunt, a bunch of things that you need to take consideration of when you move, move to a new country. Yeah, yeah I definitely think yeah. speaking yeah. and like the lingo is the way to get in. I mean, fitting in here, I don't think was that hard just because we all went to an American school. So they already assumed I was American off the bat. And I guess to prepare for my move to the UK, I've been watching a bit of the Peaky Fucking Blinders. Yeah, yeah, I've been sir. working on my lingo. Get ready for, uh, for the move across the pond, you know. Mate, that's the it's worst Birmingham accent I've ever heard. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know if uh, is, is Peaky Blinders trashy. Is that is it like no, a no, trashy it's a good joke? Good. I feel like I feel like the later seasons kind of miss the plot. You know, I felt like the first few seasons were excellent television, and then as with most television shows that become popular over time, like yeah. decreasing yeah. quality. I don't know about. It had I to know. adapt a little bit. And yeah, fair. Built into this bigger picture. I mean, meeting Miss Winston Churchill was pretty funny. Mate, please stop. I can't take you seriously. John, John, I think you at least give him props for doing a British accent. You're out here living in the UK and you're not even doing it. Lord, you know, I can do a fucking a foreign Scottish accent. Come on, how long have you been there now? I'm not even gonna give that an answer, man. That that was ridiculous. I thought I thought you were trying to be from London or something. Oh that yeah, was I was. Rogue. That was that was not my Scottish accent. That was still <laughs> British. I, I I don't even know Scottish. But what you've been there three years, you're probably gonna take another five years to graduate. Wait, I was gone. I was <laughs> <laughs> calm down, calm down. Wait, I was gone for a year. <laughs> give me a chance, man. I haven't even been back a week. I haven't heard any Scottish people, fam. Right, if I get my take your time, I know you need it. You're a bit slow. You get, get back my, when you're ready. Cool. If I get my PhD before you finish this, you owe me a lot of money, bro. That's the deal. That's the deal. Kids are gonna ask why the Godfather is still in college. <laughs> oh, does that mean I'm gonna be your kid's Godfather? I mean, maybe, man. If they get to bully you as well. Depends if you graduate. Right, right. <laughs> Proper motivation, now. Thanks, boys. Adam, have you found? um looking at i guess cultural um understandings through the media to be helpful so far as you try and like not transition necessarily but acclimatize because i think supporting arsenal supporting the prem and watching it for most of your life i think definitely puts you in an advantage spot in that aspect puts you in a head start for people yeah i mean i think off the bat speaking the language is key i'm not i mean when i was in milan i I, I went in there with an intermediate level of the language, so it was not like the craziest thing. I, I was still not confident enough to speak, which is probably something I regret. Um, but I think the fact that it's the US and then it's the UK, I'm not going to be missing out on that much stuff. I've still, uh, my accent is going to just get better and better. And I think it won't be the worst thing fitting in. But TV itself definitely, I think, helps a little bit. I guess. We, in, even though we're in Malaysia, our pop culture was pretty freaking American. And that just kind of met, meant fitting here and talking to everyone was pretty easy. I think I might be a bit different in the UK, but I've been, I've been, Netflix has been releasing quite a bit of 
British, you know, originals. I've watched Sex Education. Great show. Yeah, man. I recommend it. You know, there um, was a girl in Cardiff Uni who's uh, featured in Sex Edu- Education. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Nice. Oh, nice. Did you know? Oh, sorry, mate. No, unfortunately. <laughs> Go on, son. Also, Peppa Pig, the voice actor for Peppa Pig, goes to Cardiff Uni. Hey, mate. You know the voice no actor. Way. The voice actor for um, Horrid Henry goes to Edinburgh Uni. So oh, no, there you go. Okay. <laughs> no, but like on a, on a serious note, Adam. Like what I did a lot before coming to university is I watched a lot of Skins. Um, and I watched. Oh, a dude, lot Skins of was such a good. Skins show. was good. Yeah. The first few seasons. The first, though, the first couple plot. only. Like, yeah. Again, it, see, it, it as it went on, it you know it lost the plot. Yeah. Exactly. That's just, just yeah. television. I mean, that makes man. sense. That's kind of why you had your uh, faux British accent before faux you British. even yeah, exactly. touched down <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> No, but like that, that's something else I wanted to touch on. Like, do you do you guys think you act differently, like depending on where you are and like the people you're yeah. around? Dude, yeah. yes. I, I don't like know if you guys like... I don't know if you guys are the same, but something I've noticed myself do subconsciously is depending on who I'm talking to, my my accent will, yes. will, will change. Like when I'm at work and I'm talking to all these other Malaysian guys, I'll start adding, adding like <laughs> la like hey, what have you have you finished this project? Or like you know, it's 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 it's, it's, it's kind of it's kind of dumb when I, when I look back and I'm like, what am I saying? But I'm talking to you guys, and it's uh, it's like you know, all of that is completely cut out. It's a completely different um different it, it accent. Goes the same for me as well, man. Yeah. Whenever I'm hanging out with my Middle Eastern friends, I'm like, hey, brother, how are you, man? <laughs> okay, bro. And it's something I'm not doing it on purpose. I just do it subconsciously. Yeah, yeah, man. We're all talking. It's like, you know, it's like ingrained in us now. Like even. Even like I just went out into the common, like into our living room early, and we've got like my flatmate out there, and like just the conversation I had with him, telling him to like turn the music down, I just sounded completely differently than I do when I'm chatting to you guys. Like it's crazy. I think this is a very, um, from what I understand in linguistics, I think this is called code switching. It happens with people who are multilingual, who are exposed to different cultures and languages, and then depending on the environment you're in, your brain doesn't fully pick one thing or one way in which to speak, where you start to add like, if I were to say, what are you doing a lot? To my Turkish friend, for example, he would just be very confused, you know? Yeah. But in my head, it makes sense because I've just hybridized what I know. It's very yeah. applicable. I think I definitely fall into the code switching thing as well. But there's definitely a funny time, like they're funny bits when I would not realize something is more exclusively Malaysian and I would slide it into conversation with my American friends. Like one of them would be Kenanot. <laughs> or so how so how just so how you know like so how just makes so much sense for those that don't know it's like I, I i try to explain it every time and i'm not very good at it but it's like you're talking about something and you don't reach a conclusion and then i just go so how and it's implying like so what are what are we going to do about it like what is our decision yeah. and i, I yeah. throw that out a lot and i feel like it's it's too easy dots to connect and they just look at me like what the fuck <laughs> is this guy speaking have you caught yourself out doing it to your american friends yeah yeah that's what yeah. i'm saying it happens all we were like where do we want to eat or are we gonna order food blah 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 blah. so how and they're like whoa <laughs> what <laughs> and they're just a bit speechless and i'm like all right even if you don't get it come on you're gonna fucking it's not the hardest thoughts to connect it's like so how so then on that, that as well on that note then do you guys find yourself having your accents change a little bit depending on where you are and who you're talking to? 
at least for me, whenever I come home, when I go back to Turkey from being in the U.S., my friends tell me I sound very American. Like, what is this American Turkish accent you're doing? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I have no idea what that means. I've got a funny one for that. It's that when I moved from uh, Brazil to the U.K., and I went to an American school in Brazil, so my accent was quite American. So I went to the U.K. and I was like, did you study are you american and i was like no 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 no. i just went to american school but then two years later after being in the uk for two years i come and see some of my friends that were in school with me in brazil and they're like you sound completely british and i'm like but they say i sound american what are you saying so which one am i so i'm stuck in the middle somewhere and i don't know where it is i think you sound british for the record to me you sound british exactly but then british guys i sound completely like american because i say water I don't say water. Yeah. Water. water. Pass me the water. I, I'm trying to think who has the most somewhat quote unquote neutral accent here. I don't think it's Pedgman. Adam to me sounds more American now. Sean is just Sean's built different. Built different. is also a unique one. Apparently, I sound international here. Whatever that means. No, you do sound international. But, yeah. But, but like, what, okay, so, me, but. like what? What does that mean? Sounding international. Well, I don't know. Let's leave it to the viewers to it's leave like it in the comments. What accent does Air I have? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what accent do I have? <laughs> but do you guys find, right, like, so you've all got, like, our local languages. Like, I would, mine would technically be Bahasa, Air Eyes, yours would be Turkish. Um, hold on, Pedge, do you want to say a few, a few things before you, before you leave? He's frozen. Oh, damn, that's no, a shame. Call. I wanted to say bye to him. But yeah, I mean, going back to what I was saying, do you guys find like when you're speaking your, your I guess what what you would call your home language, do you speak that with, say, an accent then? Because whenever I speak Bahasa here, people always, you know, give me a funny look, whatever. They'll be like, they'll ask me, you know, am I not, am I, am I like not a native speaker or whatever? And sometimes it can feel a bit, if it makes you feel a bit, you know, feel a bit strange not necessarily bad in a way but you know it makes you feel different all the time yeah um go ahead Prashan. nah fam you go on all right work um yeah dude whenever i whenever i'm back home in turkey this has just been the context of my conversation just given that i'm i'm fluent in turkish and then my german is so so but in turkey the big things that happen to me with language is in- incorrect grammar, incomplete grammar. I kind of make my own sentence or make my own word, which doesn't really exist in the Turkish language, but it comes from me directly translating English. Um, and yeah. then I'm kind of looked at a bit weird. Yeah. The way I speak is different. <laughs> and it's, and I think it speaks also more to a cultural, uh, like a lack of cultural understanding to a certain extent. So speaking to people who were raised in Turkey and they're talking about their favorite, say like childhood snack or TV show, for example. I wasn't watching that stuff in Malaysia. Yeah, man. It, you know? Yeah, that's the I'm one sure that gets the me all the time. Like, exactly. Um, I, I never really like learned the language properly because I just grew up in such an international bubble everywhere. So I can really only speak English fluently, which is quite sad considering how many languages really sad, my parents yeah. speak. I, I would say I'm pretty good at a bunch of others, but like not fluent, you know? But yeah. Um, um, can you speak Dutch? No, my Dutch is literally my worst. I can speak Spanish and French and Malay better than my Dutch. But um, I, I kind of think, like, have you guys heard of imposter syndrome? 
Dude, absolutely. I've been going through that lately. If yeah, man. I feel like that's something we all go through. And like for me, the language barrier was always something that like made me feel like I okay, so imposter syndrome is um just kind of like a feeling you get where you don't really belong because you're just different than everyone else around you. Um yep. Yeah, so for me, growing up in Malaysia, I just felt that all the time because of the language, um, like just not being fully Malaysian, just being treated differently. Over here in university, it's just been really hard for me because, number one, I'm an international student from, like, a mixed international student. And, like, if I look around me, there's not many, like, Black people or mixed people at all. And it just makes you question every day, like, are you worthy of being here? It's it's horrible, man. Honestly, I think that's the hardest thing for me, being international. I think that for me, for me, I feel I think that I felt that strongest, especially when I was with, say, my my immediate relatives in in Malaysia, because I didn't grow up with them, and I grew up in a completely different environment to all my relatives who all grew up, you know, as locals in Malaysia for their whole lives. Yeah. So whenever we would have like family reunions or whatever, it would just feel completely awkward because I wasn't very, you know, initially I wasn't very competent at, uh, at the language. And we were just felt like completely different people, like strangers almost. And in a way for me, that's always been one of the biggest, I guess, drawbacks of, of our, of my upbringing at least was that, in a way, you know, it didn't really allow me to connect to my extended family as much as, you know, perhaps, um, perhaps I could have been. Yeah, I completely understand that. Um, Adam, do you have anything you want to add? No? Okay, I'll just talk more then. I like my voice. I have a, I can, I can, I have an alternate, I guess, perspective on the thought process of being international and and not being um part of the supposed norm you know i and it's yeah. something that i i celebrate with myself you know and and trying to not let the imposter syndrome get to me i know earlier i said i've been having it but it's more in the academic context being yeah, around people who are incredibly successful and when you're hard on yourself, it makes things worse. You know, yeah. you're your biggest yeah. critic at the end of the day, or I mean, most people. But in the international perspective, I think about it and I say, you know, which is, I th sorry, I'm mumbling all my words out of excitement, I guess. The, <laughs> the fact that we've been lucky enough to become these unique entities um, that are able to provide such a different perspective. Like I was at a, I was at a dinner, like a little dinner last week with a few of my friends um, who are mainly American. And they were so genuinely excited to hear about what life is like, or like some of the experiences I had gone through at, back home in Turkey, like living through a coup, for example, and what that was like. You know, these are things that people here see on the news. You know, they don't really, they can't really attest to that. Yeah. But yeah, and I realized it's you know you should celebrate it, and that was the entire fundamental of the creation of this podcast in the first place. You know, exactly. unique individuals, unique perspectives, being able to come together and celebrate that ability to talk about it. Um, exactly. But imposter syndrome so still is a very big thing. Yeah, that's why we're your not so local community, everybody. <laughs> I think it makes sense now if you've listened to a couple of our episodes. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. 
yeah. no but like yeah, yeah definitely it's taken it's taken me a long time to like come to terms and just be more comfortable with myself um and i think i'm getting there and i'm doing well so can i have a round of applause or something yeah i just oh, want to keep talking but you're not doing it with a scottish accent so whatever you say <laughs> i'm slightly you're all lap. <laughs> I saw Moiskeen's, you know Moiskeen, <laughs> the footy player. He has just a compilation of like having this Liverpudlian accent, and it's hilarious. He comes to the training, he goes, "You're a lad," and dude, I crack up, man. It's so good. No, but, man. You know, accents like Bellerin has the most amazing. Bellerin and Nabri, Serge Nabri, have the two best accents. It's like Arsenal. I mean, it's like London mixed with like, um, like well, for Bellerin, it's like Catalan, Barcelona. It's so interesting. And then, oh, gets you going. <laughs> no, man, not like that. It just makes me jealous, man. I want to have an accent like that in it. Yeah, I mean, you listen to them enough, you could mask it, you know. I mean, yeah, no, I've kind of, I kind of got it going for me, you know, like American mixed with like British, just always. Mm-hmm. Changing a bit, up, a bit of Dutch, a bit of a bit Spanish, of some well. French, yeah, bit of Malaysian Caribbean, in there as well. Malaysian, yeah, damn, quite a cocktail, yeah, Mr. Worldwide over here, yeah. Um, well, I think this was an incredibly eye opening conversation about the not so nice parts of being international. Sorry, everyone. You can't see it. This is our exclusive content with Adam. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, we like to do this through Zoom because we like to see each other's faces. <laughs> and, you know, adding a face to the conversation and to the banter, you know, draws us closer and makes these discussions as yeah, more real, wild and free-flowing and funny as we hope that it actually makes, is. Um, makes me feel like I'm right next to you guys. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Albeit, we've definitely covered the circumference of the earth in a cumulative way yeah, i mean i think you're glad you're not with me i haven't brushed my teeth yet it is not nice, nice. It's not myself very nice i pray for uh, your roommates please go but brush your teeth on that note adam's gonna brush his teeth i'm gonna make a cup of coffee we thank you for listening to our episode today on the international perspective um we hope it was everything you wanted it to be and we look forward to seeing you all next week it's all love in it See you guys. Oh, and don't forget to check out Hope for Hope. They'll be in our description. Um, yes. They're for a great cause. We have we talked about it last time. And go check them out. Have a good day, everyone. All love. All, All love. love. And that wraps up another episode of you're not so local community. We hope that you've enjoyed listening and we hope that you enjoyed the intro and outro music just as much as we did because it was locally sourced, meaning we got it off our friends. So basically, we've been asking our friends for any ideas or music that they might have produced to kind of showcase on the podcast because we want this to be a platform to share the talents that our friends have. So today's music comes from my cousin, Mahin, who has been producing for like five, six years now. And um, I think he's very talented. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And 
he's planning on dropping an EP soon, so it would be sick if you drop him a follow on Instagram at mahin.way. At mahin.way.